piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of night pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode 270. Welcome to Pray and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew. Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Everyone have a good weekend? I good hope week. everybody had a good weekend, good week. Uh, and you know I know what? we did because both of our teams won this weekend. I don't know about <laughs> anyone else, but... It, it, it was a good weekend, you know what? And and it was filled with a bunch of movies, uh, fun, football, and uh, you know what, Zach? The, the, the way the weather is going, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it's almost 80 degrees yesterday, and today was a little cooler, but I guess we got some uh, we got some cold air coming in through the, the state of Oklahoma this weekend. Yeah, this time tomorrow will be like 50, 40 degrees. So we're we're in that time where we're 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 slowly getting down to the last final good days of the year, and it'll be cold the rest of the time. But you know what? Speaking of cold, we're talking about Prey today. It was the Hulu exclusive made-for-TV movie that shocked everybody last year. Um, it kind of got a little resurgence again the last few weeks because of the physical media release. Um, so, you know, it, it made me want to go back and watch all the, the Predator movies this week. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the recent watches. But uh, other than football and movies, Zach, how was the weekend? And do and you have any big plans for this weekend coming up? Yeah, uh, last weekend was good. Um <laughs> Just to piss off OU fans, I guess we're going to go straight to there. Um, yeah, uh, OSU won the last Bedlam game, technically, depending on the future. But technically, this is the last Bedlam that we're going to do for a while. So it felt good. Um, had an OSU friend of mine that we um, went to college together. We had some good times. And this week, well, Friday night, we're, we're going to go see check out the Marvels. So, uh, yeah, we have some movie plans, getting ready for Christmas, getting the decorations out. So all types, of, all type of good stuff. What about you? Uh, it, it was a good weekend, you know. Uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of the OSU game, but I did watch, you know, Texas won. They won their game barely in overtime, so uh, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a heart heart attack moment. Um, but as far as movies go, uh, I, I checked out a lot of trailers. I saw the last trailer for the Marvels. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel. Did you see it? No, I, I'm just trying to stay clean before the movie okay. so so i, I want to talk about that but i did watch the, the the teaser for the new ghostbusters movie it looks good um, it does look good but i'm still a, a little upset that it's spring of 2024 yeah because it's supposed to come out this year wasn't it or it yeah, got pushed next out, year yeah it's supposed to come out yeah uh in december yeah but uh last week we talked about um the a24 horror movie talk to me Fun conversation with the guys. If you guys did not listen to that episode, go back in the archives at Cinnamon Movie Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon Music, um, and check out that episode or any of the past episodes. Um, oh, did you? Uh, I did send this out in the group chat. Uh, group chat. Did you check out the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer? I did. I'm looks, very, very good. excited for that movie. Um and, you know, it, I was thinking, I was like, come on, is this going to be another reboot? But at the end of the day, it's following decades after what Caesar had led. 
you know, and uh, this is supposed to be like a, uh, I guess, almost a reboot of the original Charles Heston movie, where this, mm -hmm. where, where, where the, you know, the apes are completely taken over and they almost talk as good as humans now. So I'm, I'm very interested in this fourth installment. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's continuing the Andy Circus trilogy, but still lead right into the original or a reboot of the Charlton Heston and Planet of the Apes. We need to talk about those three prize dawn and war next year sometime before the new movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, if you guys want to check us out on the social media pages where we give away uh, all kinds of gifts, we've given away some food certificates to our sponsors, soda. Um, we've even given out some cold hard cash to CDR electronics. Um, we give out digital copies to movies Check us out on Facebook.com forward slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, X, or formerly known as Twitter, is at Cinnamon405. And the emails still exist. I just have to dig in there and, and answer y'all's emails back. Um, I recently uh, you know, went back to work. I'm constantly on this new thing called Grind that I haven't been on since June. Um, so I will answer emails eventually, and I'll get back to you guys. But you can email at E-I-N-E-M-E-N-9-1 at gmail.com. Um, I don't know if, yeah, it's, it's been fun, though, Zach, you know, uh, doing the, doing this podcast and just talking a bunch of random movies with you guys, with you, has been, mm -hmm. uh, has been a pleasure. But let's get into some recent watches or recommendations. Um I don't know about you. I'll go first, but I am all caught up in Loki. I'm ready for tomorrow's season finale. Um, and it just so happens that as soon as that episode is over, everybody can go see the Marvels. I don't think and I don't know if they tie in together. But let me ask you this question. What do you think now about new reports stating that Marvel could shift from Kang the Conqueror? from so He was supposed to be the new big bad villain after Thanos. Right. Now, because of all the legal issues, now I've heard that they might switch over to Doctor Doom and leave Kang alone. What do you think about that? Yeah. They're... Okay, so let's just let's just say for the next five minutes, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna do some Marvel talk because I am caught up on Loki. <laughs> I am excited, very excited for the finale next tomorrow. I think last week's episode was like that might be one of the best Marvel episodes I've seen in a while. To answer your question about switching from Kang to Doctor Doom, I think there's two things. I think one, if the Jonathan Major stuff can get resolved before Avengers Kang Dynasty or whatever their next plan is with him, I think we'll be okay. I think they'll still use him. But if he gets convicted and sent to jail, then that's done. I think Doctor Doom is a good choice especially since they're trying to get the Fantastic Four involved with all this. Um, but the other part of me is just like, why wouldn't they just recast the character of Kang? I mean, I think that would be, since he's so many different variants, I would assume that that'd be an easy switcheroo. But maybe, maybe you know, it also shows you that they have no idea where they're going anyway. Yeah. There's, because, of, because all these movies got pushed back a year or two. You know, now I've heard reports that Tobey Maguire, Hugh Jackman, and uh, the Fantastic Four are going to lead Avengers Secret Wars. You know, these are all these are all rumors, obviously, but still yeah. pretty fun rumors to get into and read. 
but the biggest rumor that I heard this this week, I think it was yeah, early this week was they. I don't know if it's. I think it's a rumor. I don't know if it's official. It's a fantasy booking, like we like we call it. Marvel is trying to get Robert Downey Jr. back in the Iron Man suit, and so for me, that's just like you know, I wish Craig was on this episode because you know he had, he's a big Iron Man fan, but. To me, I feel like one. I feel like that's desperate because Marvel is such in a shambles right now. At, at the time of this record, at the time of this recording, Marvels is supposed to come out on Friday, and in, in about currently, hours. yeah, technically, yeah, and currently it is fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So reviews have been. It's either I've heard it's really fun, it's an enjoyable movie, and then. <laughs> One review I've heard that it's worse than the Eternals and Quantumania. So we'll talk about. I'll talk about it next week. But I'm going to try to go see it this week too, and and maybe we can talk about it together. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like if they bring Robert Downey Jr. back, which I think all of us can agree that he's definitely one of the biggest highlights of the Mar of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A that cheapens his death in Endgame, and B. I feel like that's just a desperate move to say, hey, we need to win, and the, and the only way to get a win is to bring all these original characters back. What, what do you I think guess, about it? I, okay, this is how I feel. I feel like bringing them back for one final send-off would be okay if it was like a nod to maybe like some new Avengers. And the only way they can do it right and do it proper is with the whole different variants timelines with the whole loki situation so right. it's possible and it's possible to do it right but i don't think mm -hmm. they should be brought back for multiple films and to kind of jump off of what you're saying last week's episode of loki was so like i you know it was incredible the whole spoiler alert if you haven't seen loki like i said for the next five minutes we'll be talking about it or a little bit less so fast forward um the whole thing of like them it's almost like another snap when they just like disintegrate into like strings i thought that oh, yeah. was like, one of the coolest things i'd seen in a while that marvel has done do you have any uh, fantasy bookings on how do you think tomorrow's episode is going to finish i don't know man because it's it isn't like you said is it it is interesting that they really they're going to release it the night that the marvels comes out um i don't think it has i don't think it'll lead into the marvels but in order to, if they're going to course correct this ship from the Jonathan Major situation, they definitely need to bring in. If they're if they are going to do Doctor Doom, they definitely need to head in that direction because the next Actually, show is technically Echo, and the next movie is Deadpool three. So okay, so hold on a second. After Marvels in November, which we are in, when does Deadpool three come out? If it doesn't get distracted from the actor strike and all that, that it's technically slated for May of next year. I think May third of next year, and then Captain America: New World Order is in July. So, holy shit! Yeah. So we have technically like seven months until the even the next Marvel movie after this one. If everything stays according to the schedule, yeah. Wow, interesting. I'm interested to hear everybody else's thoughts on. The Marvels, if you're going to go see it, and uh, give me some star ratings for Loki. You know, by the time this episode drops, um, like Zach said, we have 24 hours to go until Loki hits. Next week, 
like we've done before in the past, we're going to give a star rating and uh, a little mini review on the entire season two of Loki. So um, check it out. Um, but as far as uh, recent watches and recommendations, we talked about Loki. Um, season two has been amazing so far. I checked out Quiz Lady on Hulu, um, the new Aquafina comedy. It's it's fine. I'll use the Zach statement. It's okay. It's worth a watch, but I wouldn't watch it again. Um, I rewatched Coco for Day of the Dead. Always a fun movie. I enjoyed Coco. I think it's, to me, it's just as good, if not better, than like Toy Story, Soul, all those Pixar movies. Um, and then, you know, I just dug into the Predator franchise for this episode. I rewatched Prey, the original Predator, Predator 2, um, Predators, and then The Predator. I just stayed away from AVP. So, um, but yeah, we'll get into a little bit of those later on. Zach, what about you? Would you check out anything you want to recommend? And if, if I have to recommend anything, check out the Predator franchise. I believe they're on HBO Max. Yeah, obviously pray for today's episode. Watched uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 for next week's episode. That'll be a fun conversation. Um, and I did, you know, I was just kind of texting you throughout the week. I did a whole Marvel binge of all the Disney Plus shows. I finished She-Hulk, watched the Marvels, which I was going to have to anyway to go see the, the Marvels. Um, caught up on Loki and Secret Invasion. And Secret Invasion... Okay, this, this 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 is where I wanted to get your thoughts at because I I completely shit on it. I did not like it. I didn't enjoy it. It felt like it was a mess mm -hmm. to me. But you enjoy those espionage spy movies, and I had a feeling you were going to like this show. I didn't see the. I, I think the people the, the the problems that people had with it. I could see why in the last episode, but everything else leading up to that, I thought was good. I thought it was good performances. Anything between. Sam Jackson and Don Cheadle and his like his going in the backstory of Nick Fury was very good. Oh, yeah. I thought the Emilia Clark stuff was fine. I don't. I think so you could have got someone else. One. Exactly. She had, she was the same um, character. And it was overall, I enjoyed it. I'd give it like a, a seven. Um, I I don't understand why people were dogging this so much, but you know. We probably had opposite though. I disliked Invas Secret Invasions, but I kind of liked She-Hulk. You probably hated She-Hulk, right? No, I. People that complained about the CGI that complained about it, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed She-Hulk. I've enjoyed honestly all the shows. I mean, some are better than others, but the mass majority of people that watch these shows and find just reasons to hate on them. I watch the shows and I I don't I don't get it honestly. So. How, how fun were the episodes of She Hulk whenever she, you know, was in, intertwined with Mark Ruffalo? I thought Mark Ruffalo was terrific in that show. Yeah, the thing that really killed me. It, you've seen all of it, right? Yeah. The whole thing with like Kevin and he's an art. He's not Kevin Feige. He's just an artificial intelligence yeah. that's created the whole MCU. I thought that was a fun break the fourth wall, let's kind of make fun of ourselves type situation because no one really knows how they come up with all these storylines. I thought works. that was cool. Yeah. If you had to recommend anything, so, I mean, would you just Disney Plus it up and, and check out those movies? Yeah, Disney Plus it up, check out, especially check out Loki before the finale tomorrow and uh, check out, we're going to talk about Parade and check out Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's out on uh, physical media, you can rent it from the library, Redbox, and get ready for next week's episode. Um, 
So I just got confirmation. Next week we're gonna have uh, director Chuck, and if I if I butcher your last name, I'm so sorry, but we're gonna have Chuck uh, Morangelio, the director of the American Reaper. Uh, check it out on IMDb. We are gonna have uh, him in an interview next week as he promotes his new film, The American Reaper. Um, and that's next Wednesday, right before we review Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which is the seventh installment of this Mission Impossible franchise. Um, so yeah, let's let's dig into what we're talking about today. Um, Prey currently stands at IMDb at a 7.1, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on the Metascore with a budget of $65 million. <clears throat> Prey dropped on Hulu August 5th, 2022. Um, Naru, a skilled warrior of the Comanche Nation, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Um so, Zach, let's dig into it, man, uh, with a cast. Oh, I just have the cast pulled up. Um, I got it right here if you need it. With a cast of Amber Midthunder, Dakota Beavers, um, Stormy Kemp, Michelle Thrush, uh, directed by Dan Thatchenberg, who has also directed 10 Cloverfield Lane and now Prey. So a pretty good, uh, pretty good start. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll start with you, Johnny. Um, did you watch this when it first hit Hulu when it last year, or did you wait, or what was in compared to today's or the recent watch? Um, so on the first time watch, I was really excited, but I was kind of also bummed out, um, because it was not in theaters. And looking back at it now, I wish this was in theaters, but I did watch it opening weekend on Hulu. Um, and I was at and I was in awe of, of, of everything, honestly. Um, and then I've watched it twice since then, once last week. And then I just kind of skimmed through and watched a little bit of it more today before we uh, went on. And uh, it makes for a very fun action slash horror movie. If yeah. I feel more, I feel, and I, I just watched the entire franchise before today. It feels, this one feels more of a horror film than all of them. And I, and I appreciate that about this one. So, yeah. what about you? <clears throat> yeah, same thing. Last year, I watched it the first weekend. It hit Hulu. Um, I think we were going to do it that following week, but, you know, other things just came up, or it was a 24-month or whatever. Um, and, like you, I had a blast with it. Um, I've really only seen a couple. Of, I've seen the original Predator predators and the the predator the shane black directed from 2018 or whatever um this one just blew everything out of the water i i was just like you just completely shocked and awe how good this was and it, it really like you said it bums bums me out that it wasn't in the movie theater because it that deserved a big screen uh release uh so let's dig into it you know the first time uh this movie really hit a lot of people ended up enjoying it. Um, what about you, Zach? Are you a fan of any of the original movies? Have you seen most of them? Or like, was this, was this movie your kind of like opening segment to that franchise? 
No, uh, no. Like I said, I had seen the Predator. I've seen the original Predator. I've seen Predators with Adrian Brody, which I thought was a cool concept. Um, and I, the Predator from, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we. I'm glad we had Prey because that that Predator movie is not very good. That from Shane Black. Um, yeah. But this is a character that is very, and you know, I, you could throw Alien versus Predator in there, but you know, it's it's up to you. But this is a character that can be very interesting. Obviously, it's definitely a character that thrives in a jungle setting. But this, the fact that we took it to the 1700 in the Great Plains of North America, I thought that was brilliant. That trailer that they released for this was like, oh, this is going to be epic. And it was just like, now I hope Hollywood doesn't learn the wrong lesson and say, okay, let's just put the predator in everywhere. <laughs> let's put him in the Great War during the World War One. Do you think that's real or or do you think it's fake? I heard rumors about that. I saw supposedly teaser posters, but I think they're fake. I'm not sure. I think it's fake. I think I think they're trying to make it work, but in my mind, you had a good concept and just putting it put the predator against native american and put a native american hunter that that's a brilliant move and i don't think you need to replicate that honestly i mean yeah i mean could it be cool with him fighting soldiers in the, the trenches of world war one kind of but it's not it's not going to have the same thrill as it did the first time around no Um, I just right off the bat, I mean, I think Amber Bithunder, this is an actress I'd never heard of until this, and I thought she was brilliant in this. The cinematography was really, the, this movie shot beautifully. I mean, just the wide, the wide angle or the wide uh, shots of like the mountains and the plains of North America was beautiful. And the fact that, you know, let's just talk about this for a second. Indigenous casting of like, we're going to use all Native American actors for this. Other than the other than the French fur trappers, um, I think you know. Last year, we I think we talked about it. How there's just been a a rise in using indigenous people for film, and I think it's you know damn time that we did because up at that point it was we had this, we had Reservation Dogs, we had Dark Winds on uh, AMC Plus, and you know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, Killers of the Flyer Moon. Other than Leo and De Niro, Scorsese used pretty much all of Sage actors, actor extras, and everything. And I think that's just you know, there there are good stories to be told um, with Indigenous people, and this was definitely one of them. What what do you think about that? I enjoyed the cast a lot, um, and I, I I think it's like you said, it's about time, uh, especially why why cast or why go with you know a Native American cast or character if you're going to cast like Mel Gibson as a Native American or something like that like you know it's about time um, I also think that uh, as far as this movie goes it worked really really good I enjoyed the costume design um, I think this was filmed on location in Canada like mm -hmm. literally during a pandemic so like more power to him for that the score to me in this movie was 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 so fun like I said, it had mm -hmm. really big horror elements to it. Um, the practical effects, they could have easily just done a CGI Predator like they did in yeah. the, 
the predators or the predator. Yeah. Um, but in this one, you know, it, it wasn't. If you, if you, I think this, I think the behind the scenes were on Hulu as well, but they're definitely on the Blu-ray. If you go get the physical copy, um, you know, it was an actual guy in in a suit. Um, yeah. I have his name right here. It was a uh, Dane Delegro. He played mm. the, the physical predator. Um, so the practical effects were amazing. And then you have the predator. Like you said, we've seen him in the jungle before in the first one. But this is almost this is a different setting. Like you said, the Great Plains. But this is the first time you start seeing the predator in the setting to where he is. And let's, let's get this. For a lot of you who haven't seen this, go check it out. It's on Hulu. Some, some might be confused on why he goes and kills certain people, but yet he leaves um, the female, Naru, he kind of leaves her untouched for a little bit. And mm -hmm. it's plain and simple. He, he, leaves un, he leaves the people untouched who, do, who don't want to harm him, technically. If you, yeah. have no, if you have no intention in, in harming him, he, he's going to mess nothing. with you. That's yeah. why he, if you, if you go back and look, he gets the snake. Because obviously the snake senses him and the snake wants to harm him. So what does he yeah. do to the snake? He he skins the snake, makes it look like a nice Eskridge smoked sausage. <laughs> and then what and then what would you the wolf, what do you think of the wolf scene right after that? I will say I, and this might just be a nitpick and I understand why, but I think all the animal CGI was a little lackluster, but I get why, because if you want to you know what you want to put your money in the main event which is the predator which i get that awesome but well, um, also technically you got to look at this was a made for tv movie right so with, right. with only a 60 million dollar budget that's a lot but it's not yeah. like it's it's not like a big hollywood 100 200 million dollar budget um right. but do I, I expect him to but do, but do i expect him to put a full-size real grizzly bear in that sequence no you which want, is let's, you know let's, that let's was incredible you wanted to see the predator really gut a real dog that's what you wanted to see well, I mean, that's why you go see these films, right? No. <laughs> so, I'm no, but to... I mean, like, the wolf scene I, I thought was, I, I like, and this is this is what they do in the other Predator movies. I, I, at the end of the day, I'm glad they just took it back to basics. This is a, a, a Predator movie. You want them to interact with the environment. You want them to interact with um, humans and just the different animals around him. The wolf scene was cool. The grizzly bear fight was really, really cool. The fact that, you know, he charges and literally punches the hell out of the grizzly bear and breaks his neck. <laughs> I thought was awesome, you know. And it's not really until maybe, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes into the movie before he actually kills a human, almost. Yeah. Maybe even kills, 50 minutes. He kills the tribe who was trying to take her back to her village, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, because, yeah. And then after that, you have the scene. And then something sees... else. Oh, go for it. No, no, go ahead. The, the scene before that was uh, when, he, when she gets stuck in the bog. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after he kills the group that's trying to take her back to her villages, then when he uh, goes after the French group, because the French group is the one who's like kidnapped her, right? Yeah, they they use her and her brother as like bait to lure him in, and that that whole sequence 
is just you know that's why you watch a predator movie you just want them you just want him to kill people like take people out left and right the one that really like i thought was like the coolest death was when he used like the rope and it like incinerated the guy in the log oh, i thought yeah. it was just like man that and something else i know we're jumping around but like the design of the predator in this movie and his like tactical gear is almost like basic compared to what we've seen in other films. I, I like that aspect of like the Comanche uses, you know, what you think, bow and arrows, axes, you know, stuff. And his stuff hit the predator's gear in this film is almost like ancient and compared the design to, of the predator himself. Yeah. Compared to what he has in like the future movies. Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed the aspect that his mask or his head covering this was almost, it looked like it was made out of bone. Mm-hmm. Compared to, you know, maybe the, the titanium that he might have used in the new one or in, mm-hmm. the, in, in the 1980s version. Uh, let's talk well, about the, 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 the uh, electrical wire, like the net. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a fun, a fun little gadget or you have the, uh, the shield. Oh, yeah. The shield looks so, like, ancient and, like, antique, almost is the word I want to use. Like, <laughs> like these are, like, prototypes for these types of uh, weapons that they would use in the later films. Um, I even like the actual look of the Predator. Like, his jaw jawbone is much more expansive than it is in the other films. It's almost like a... Don't get me wrong. I, oh, I, this is my take on it. When I saw his face for the first time, I was like, you know what? He kind of looks like a Neanderthal version of his people. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like he's not evolved yet into the predator <laughs> that we know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's just, I think Dan Trachtenberg, and I think the reason you like this so much, it, the horror of it, we talked, we, we haven't talked about the movie, but he did 10 Cloverfield Lane. That movie is filled with like just atmosphere and just thriller vibes. You put him doing this, and yeah, I mean, I get why people like this. I get why this has like a eight, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just really well done, and it's just, like I said, it just goes back to basics of, of what a Predator movie should be. You think the concept of, of I feel like, uh, you know, you also have the whole, let's not forget that their blood glows in the dark, like it's a, it's a neon yeah. green like blood. Um, and I love the poster of not only the the 4k or the the 4k and the blu-ray but even just you know kind of a spoiler alert you don't see her with his blood on her face until like the very last shot of the film because she uses his she uses his blood as like a warrior paint um i like that poster at the bottom the the bottom left hand corner of like uh, that's the scene in the movie where like they're used as bait and like she has the axe and he has like the the motion detector weapon and it's just like they're just about to go at it and that's really that summarizes the whole movie it's just like these two i like the um the tagline for this movie it lives to hunt but they hunt to survive that that just summarizes the whole thing you know it just you, the whole even before before the predator actually makes contact with any humans that's what he's doing you know he's hunting he's killing he's like marking his territory he kills a wolf and like shape uses that spray stuff to shave off all the skin and to, to have a collection collection of uh, bones 
Um, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't do that with the um, the bear. I thought that that would have been kind of cool, but um, but eventually we had to get to like the actual human interaction. Did you like? Um, did you like how it set up? Th it was like strings that they were setting up, like the orange flower. Like, okay, so that's it. You know, that's how she. That's how he. She was able to defeat him. Like, she takes the flower and it reduces her body heat. Um, uh, the bog that she eventually, you know, she accidentally goes into, but uses that to kill him. Did you like the hanging strings that was eventually paid off in this? Yeah, because it, it, it paid homage and it went back to the original. Like you said, it went back to basics. Um, so it kind of teases how to destroy it or what some of the earlier ways to get an advantage over it. Like, you know, it, it's kind of simple. If you watch the first one, you really only need to watch the original. That's another thing I like about this. You don't have to watch any of them, you know, to, to enjoy this movie. But if you watched the yeah. original if you watch the original, you, you, you're like, Oh, here's where she hides her body heat. Oh, here's, yeah. here's where this can happen. So I like that. It did that. It, it kind of, it's yeah. the best of both worlds. You can, or you cannot watch the original and either way, you're going to have fun with this movie. Um, and another, and another thing I like about it, it's only an hour and like 30 minutes, honestly, without credits. It's just, you're yeah. in and out. It's an easy story. You don't have to, it's not complicated. It's just, Predator that's, that's, that's wreaking havoc. That's where I think Predator or the Predator went, the, the, the Shane Black 2018 version. I felt like they tried to make that too complex. Mm -hmm. He was here, he, he was here for a reason. He's here to take the ship home. He wants the little boy. Uh and Shane Black knows better, man. He he was in the original movie, you know. Um it's so it's so bad. I, Wasn't I just, there like at the end of the, the movie? One. There was a, like a movie, predator, was a predator like... pug, a predator pug. Oh, Jesus, I forgot about that. Um, Wasn't there so, something like about like an Iron Man suit, like one of the, yeah. the main character was trying to make or something like that? Yeah, it was called the Predator Killer, and it oh, and it Jesus. comes it, it, it forms onto you like the Iron Man suit. Um, you know which one that is underrated that we didn't even mention yet was Predator Two. I don't know if you've seen that one. But it's is that, Danny, is that the one with Danny Glover? Yeah, Danny Glover, Gary Busey, where the Predator is in L.A. Um, phenomenal sequel, honestly, to the original. Um, and then uh, one that doesn't get talked about a lot either is uh, Predators with Adrian Brody. It feels yeah. like a very uh, sci-fi-ish like movie. It's a little over the top. It, it even has Marshala Ali in it and Danny Trejo's in it for a little bit. Yeah, I saw predators well i saw predators and the predator in theaters predators i really really like i think that one's the underrated one um i like how it's kind of like a um a uh, a game it's like a game preserve for the predator they take these criminals and just throw them and let's just see how long they survive i thought that was a really cool yeah. concept it is almost like uh the hunt yeah <coughs> and then you have the the masterpiece oscar winning <laughs> Can keep a straight face. Oscar-winning films of Alien versus Predator. Do you like those films? Honestly, I've only seen the first one once, and I've never seen Requiem. Never seen the Re first, second one. Requiem is so it's so damn dark, dude. Like the like the 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 film print or whatever. It's so dark you can't even tell what the hell is going on. To be honest, yeah. I've never seen it. But I'm like, I just don't include them. Probably just because I don't remember any of them. 
you know, yeah. to me these to me these films, if you want them to set, step out and be different, they have to be memorable. And I think yeah. that's why I'm not gonna ever like the Predators or not the Predators, the Predator, the Shane Black film. It's just yeah. not memorable. It's memorable for being bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you if you go back and look at Prey, uh, there's so many scenes in this movie that are just memorable that step yeah. out to you. You know, so yeah. I think that's why this one is starting to become. I think looking back at this movie, let's say years from now, and I'm talking, you know, the first one came out in what '87. Mm-hmm. We're we're now 30, 30 some odd years after that one. I say you look at Prey thirty years later, and I think it's going to have that same impact like the first one did. I think that's how memorable this movie can be. Oh, I think it, it it'll it'll be a step further and be like this is this is better than the original Predator, which is anti what most people think. But um, I you know I, I think the I think the filmmakers and Dan Trachtenberg just want to give this character the respect it deserves. I think you know if they did have the original film in mind and say, listen, let's do let's just do something that's completely different that we've never seen before. And that's why I think some of these franchises need. It's fine if you know we get we complain about that there's no original ideas you know this is a remake or a reboot in a sen- essential way but it's done while paying respect to the original film if there's one thing that i it's not a nitpick but if there's one thing that's not memorable for pray for me is this one's 140 an hour and 40 minutes the original was an hour and 47 minutes i feel like and it may be just because i've seen predator a, th- a thousand times but mm. it's. It, I feel like there's more impactful character development in that yeah. first movie. In this one, uh, Tahib dies, the, the, the whole group dies, and I don't feel anything. They're like, uh, to me, they're wasted characters. They're just there for the kills. But if you go back and you look at the original one, and this is just, again, how, how I feel... Uh, when when Arnold Schwarzenegger's tactical team dies, when each of them die, you mm. kind of feel a sense of, oh no, I wanted him to survive. And yeah. it's it's not that it's it's just because they spent that extra five minutes on making you care about the characters, whether them talking to each other and letting talking about jokes. You know, in Prey, I thought the mother was gonna die because uh, Nahib shows a little, you know, they have that, that conversation where you feel some warmth towards her mother. Even when the brother dies, I didn't feel anything because I didn't get to open up to him. They didn't open him up. He was almost like the dickheaded brother. So I kind of like, I'm like, oh, good. He died. Good for him. I'm glad, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll is, that is, is, that, is that me nitpicking or I just, I just wanted a little bit more character no, development. No, I, I agree because like, I, now, granted, I haven't seen the original Predator in, in years, which episode coming up, guess what? Yep, no. It is. Um, get ready. Um, I remember the thing with the Prey is that you want Nairu uh, to succeed in becoming a hunter. Like, you see her, um, which I thought was a cool concept of, like, her putting the, str- the string on the, on the axe and she's able to throw it and bring it right back, kind of like a boomerang. That's her whole entire character development is leading up to this final confrontation with her and the Predator. 
Oh yeah, she, and I she agree. Doesn't, she doesn't want to be the, the the maid or the mom technically. Of the yeah, she wants she, to be she, the she doesn't want to be the healer. She wants to be the hunter, the war hero, right. like you said. In the in the Arnold Predator, um, you're right. You, you there, there's much more character uh, fluency in that you all these it's like a band it's like a band of brothers, and so when they start getting killed off one by one, you're like, oh damn! Like you said, I want them to survive. I want them they to use. They they use the jaws effect to where you only really see the predator in full get up the last ten minutes. Yeah, and I mean this one kind of does. I mean this one you really don't get a full glimpse of the the real predator probably until the I say the, the, last the French twenty minutes the, the the Frenchman attack when like he's using he's taking guys out left and right which I thought was cool when he started using like the bear traps to kill yep. to kill to kill them with so. And the, the the bear trap with this franchise is is almost a given. You see it in almost every single movie. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I I, I thought this was a, a fantastic film. The grizzly bear kill, the ending battle between the predator and and Nahib. Um, man, this is this is just a fun film. I, I highly recommend it. I'm I'm glad we can sit here and talk about it and say not only can you just go check this out on Hulu, but you can actually go out and buy a physical copy of Prey. Um, yeah, and I think. I think that uh, this movie did not win any Emmys. I think it's a shame, um, yeah. but I, I feel like 20th Century Fox should should release this in in theaters or something because it's 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 a fun movie and it'd be awesome to check out on the big screen. And something else, if you want to take it a step further, because I was just curious about this, Hulu does have a Comanche version of it where you can listen, you can watch the film in all the the original Comanche language. Oh wow! So I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. Nice. Um, speaking of awards and stuff, did you see that Universal Pictures submitted Oppenheimer for 14 categories for the Oscars? Yeah, but it's gonna be an, it's gonna be a fun award season. I mean, between speaking Kills of the Fire Moon of Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Uh, we're, we're already Zach. We're already done with the second week of November. Next week is the yeah. third week of November. Um, yeah. You know, we'll talk about the remaining shows after this. But man. Let's, let's let's get ready to dig into it. Um, if you had to pick a favorite scene, Zach, what's your favorite scene from Prey? Um, probably the Predator versus the Frenchman, because that's just you know that's what you want in a Predator movie, just like just grotesque, like physical violence towards terrible people. Um, I thought Amber Amber Mid Thunder as Nairu. I thought she was fantastic. So any scene that any scene that she's in, which is ninety percent of the movie, I thought she was awesome. Oh, she um, the grizzly, the too. <laughs> yeah. The grizzly bear fight was cool, and um, honestly, the the credits the credits where they were using like actual like hand drawn like look like cave paintings and like native american uh drawings of like depicting what the whole film was about i thought was really well done do you like how they kind of hint at a sequel even though this film doesn't need it yeah um like i said i wouldn't mind seeing a sequel in a different setting i don't think this movie necessarily needs um a sequel with another Comanche tribe. If you enjoyed Gone with the Wind, wait till the wait till the predator comes gets involved. Uh, yeah. You know what I I would and going back 
to when I first saw the teaser for this movie, the Hispanic girl in the original Predator, how she talked about he only comes out during the hottest summers and she's seen mm-hmm. what he can do to her her village and stuff like that when she was a young girl. When yeah. I saw the, the teaser trailer, I thought that's what this was, was the Predator in the early parts of Mexico in like maybe the early 1900s. So oh, maybe, like it was kind of, like it was like her relative. It was, like, like it was tied to her, day. yeah. That's yeah. what I originally thought. But, you know, something like that could, could be fun, too. Um, or what if we just get him in the Antarctica and, you know, in the frozen capsules of the world and you bring Arnold Schwarzenegger in there and he just says, freeze. Why not tie all that together, you know? And then John Carpenter just John Carpenter's the thing shows up. It's a, <laughs> it's a battle. That's it's a how, real alien versus predator. That's how the predator dies. The next one is Arnold's in his Mister Freeze costume and just freezes. Oh my him. god! <laughs> Chill. You know, I, I we've been sitting here talking about it, but like I've been thinking, I need to watch that Arnold documentary on Netflix. I've heard really good things I, about it. I thought you were going to say you needed to watch Batman and Robin. No, Jesus, no. <laughs> No. Um, if, if I had to pick a favorite scene, honestly, it's going to be the scenes where he steps out and attacks the ones who are, are, are a threat to him, whether it's the snake, the wolf, the bear, or I really enjoy, I know this is gruesome, but I really enjoy the scene where he attacks her brotherhood and her village. Like he yeah. sees that they have weapons. He sees that they're a threat and he lets her kind of just run away because mm-hmm. a, she's not trying to harm him. The fact that you can take an alien or a predator or just a character like that and show some kind of uh, smarts to him. He's not just some big, dumb, you know, beast trying to kill everything in his sight. I enjoy that aspect. I enjoy the fact that they're trying to tell a story and he's he's got some compassion. He doesn't there's a reason for his kills. He's just not a maniac. You know, he does it for sport or he does it to protect himself. It's not like, yeah, it. It's the opposite of the alien, where it's, it don't give it, it don't give it a rip, rip who you are. You're gonna die. Exactly. So I always enjoy that aspect of this character. Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, get into favorite scene or uh, star rating. Zach, we'll start with you. What do you give this? Um, great original concept, cinematography, indigenous casting, great kills, Amber Mid- Amber Mid Thunder's performance. Um, I feel like this is a low grade, but it, it's really not. That's just where I fell when my brain just kind of tallied up everything. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight, eight out of ten. I like and this. Is like it, it was. It, it still it fits the same realm of where I was, even when I rewatched it for our uh, top top five plus five of 2022. It it almost made the list, like very very close. So, see, you say you think you feel like that's low, then. Then I don't know what this one is, but I agree with you. The cinematography for this being a made-for-TV movie, the score. Um, I just wanted a little bit more character development. That's all. Um, I mm. wanted to care. I wanted to care about her tribe dying, and I didn't. Um, so I'm yeah. going to give this a seven. Um, mm. I still feel like this is a fun movie. It's like you said. It's like a one-night stand. You're in. You're out. You lay five bucks on the table. Go home. Take a shower. Wash off your Alien versus Predator. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like it's, it's you're in and you're out. Uh, I just wanted a little bit more character development. Um, I cared more about the animals dying than I did the tribe members. Yeah. Or some of her. I felt bad for that so, wolf. Yeah. I felt bad for the bear. Um, 
And you know what? If Leo would have done to the bear what the Predator did, he may not have won the Oscar. Yeah. Um, but no, another it's, scene it's, that I, it's a fun movie. Another scene that I thought was really brilliant was the food web kill, where it was like the insect, the rabbit eats the insect, the snake eats the the rabbit, and then the Predator kills the snake. I thought it was that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And if you look, his his animal prey got bigger as they came. You know, the snake, the wolf, yeah. the bear. And then eventually he attacked and got the, the top dog of the food chain, which is the humans. Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a lion somewhere in there. I know he's not in West Africa, but I would have liked to. I'd like to see him take down a yeah. lion soon. Yeah, like a mountain lion or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd have been cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I give it a seven. Zach's going to give it an, uh, an eight. Let us know your thoughts. And next week we're going to try to hit the mailbag. Um, I'm not sure, depending on you know how, how crazy this week is. Um, but, Zach, next week, man, we're digging into, and this feels like that's a little hard to, to believe, but we're talking the seventh installment of the mm-hmm. Mission Impossible franchise. Um, yeah. And, you know, last year, I want to spend just a little bit of time on this this week, and then we'll talk about it more next week. This week, uh, the seventh installment of Mission Impossible and like, man, it did not feel like a Tom Cruise dominated year like it did last year with Top Gun. Yeah, um, and I've never seen about- this. I've never seen this movie before, so I'm going into it with an open mind. Oh, you mind. haven't seen it yet? I've never seen it. I just opened okay. it up last week when I put it on the Voodoo. Um, so I'm going to try to watch it twice in a week. Yeah. I kind of want to save that conversation because, you know, like you said, Top Gun Maverick was just huge last year. And then this one, this one didn't even make close to what Fallout or even Mission Impossible um, uh, Rogue Nation did. And the, which is and the, tra- the trailer, the trailer hyped you up. The trailer got you excited for it. But at yeah. the end of the day, I feel like it's still I haven't seen it yet, like I said, but I feel like it's a lackluster hype of a film. Maybe, maybe because it was sandwiched in between Oppenheimer, Barbie, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. That came out the week before that, and that they had to literally push it up a whole couple days so that way it would it would give it time to earn some money because that next week it wasn't going to earn nothing. But so, next yeah, week, it'll be a fun, it'll be an interesting conversation. Next week, the fifteenth, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, Thanksgiving week, the 22nd, I believe, we're talking Barbie. And then the 29th, we finished November out with Oppenheimer. Um, so we saw, we got the top, some of the top three biggest movies of the year in back-to-back-to-back-week episodes. And then um, if you want, I can go ahead and announce the movies for December. Or do you want to wait? Uh, we'll wait. Okay. Yeah, if, if you guys follow us on social media, you can you can look at there already. Um, but the rest of the month is, is going to be pretty stacked. So next week, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning 1, which I believe if you don't own it, you can watch it on Paramount Plus already, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun few weeks um, before we put the final nail in the coffin on Prey. Do you have anything else you want to add to this week's episode about prey or uh, are you ready for mission impossible? Are you ready to accept yeah. your mission? 
Oh, I've accepted the mission, so I'm <laughs> I'm, look, I'm I'm ready for the conversation. Um, no, go check out Prey. Go check out Mission Impossible. I'm gonna go see the Marvels this weekend. Hopefully, you do too, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, the reason we're not doing the Marvels is just we kind of had this idea of like it's kind of gonna be it's gonna be lackluster. It, it's not really a film that we care about. We might do oh, a, a Blu-ray release, but you know, it, it's a it, no. I, I look at it this way: it's a film that we care about, but honestly, our schedules are so hectic. And yeah. it kind of proved with Oppenheimer and Barbie Week, like there's no way a lot of us can go see some of these movies. Um, yeah. So why why guarantee that we're going to be talking about a brand new movie if maybe one of us only one of us gets to go see it, and then the episode's in jeopardy. Yeah. So. And that's essentially that's, that's why the, we really haven't done any like we haven't done a brand new movie reaction since, films since uh, the Flash. Yeah, that's true. So, um. So guys, I, I just kind of calculated. Um, we have seven episodes left for this year. It's going to go by fast. We have, and yeah, essentially we have the rest of 2023 planned out, and we're already planning 24. So it's 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 going to come fast. But with that being said, if you guys want to leave your opinions and if you guys have any recommendations, leave us some emails. If if we get enough emails, if we get enough pushback, we've changed episodes before. If you guys want to hear us talk or debate about something, so. Um, send us in those emails c-i-n-e-m-e-n-921 at gmail.com that's Zach, I'm Juan we've reviewed Prey, we've discussed the Predator franchise a little bit and uh, everybody man, have a, have a good week and we'll see you, have happy Veterans Day for everybody here in the States and uh, we'll see everybody next week on another brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast as we talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 next week. Have a good week. Bye.